Welcome to the Calvary Assembly Podcast with weekly messages from Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. My hands have stopped shaking. <laughs> it's great to be home. We uh, we have a great church and chapel. We have great people. But when I walk in here, it's like coming home. We are well received here. Whenever I study scripture, and now you got me really loud. <laughs> I can be that loud without the microphone. I always ask myself these questions. Who, what, where, when, and how? Some of you have been in my Sunday school and know that those are the questions I ask every time. So what are we talking about today? The what? We're going to talk about divine healing. Divine healing involves a supernatural act which resolves a physical, emotional, or spiritual problem. Your mind, your body, and your soul. So what can be included in this? Forgiveness. Hatred, hurts, diseases, unrealized promises, broken hearts. And this can be whether it's actually real or whether we just perceive it. So let's move on to the how. How are we divinely healed? It's by God's will. Whether it's by touch or even whether it's by a doctor that his hands and his mind are guided to take care of you. Matthew 8, verses 16 through 17. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. Jesus healed all the sick. Notice it said, Jesus healed all of the sick. Not just those that had one kind of disease, but he healed all. And they were brought to Jesus. He didn't go to them in this place, but he had been. But those that were brought to him, he healed. God is the one who provides healing. Whether it's through the doctors or his touch, even Jesus 
would spend time praying to do the Father's will. Not that himself, but that his Father's will be done. He only wanted what the Father wanted. Exodus 15, verse 26. He said, if you listen carefully, I got papers. If this happens again, we'll go back to the papers. If you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, that's for you, Ron, or Don, excuse me. That's the if part, okay? If you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you, Jehovah Rapha. As this verse in Exodus points out, it is also a given for the believer that God is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals you. I want you to listen to this. God identified himself, okay? A lot of times we hear, I am, and this is, I am the Lord that heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. Healing is not just something that God does. It's much more than that. Healing is a part of who God is. I am the Lord who heals you. God was, is, and will continue to be a healer. It's part of who he is. Remember always that you serve a healing God who has declared that his intent towards you is not to bring on you any diseases, but to be the Lord who heals you. 1 Peter 2, 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Jesus paid the price for your healing. You receive this by the grace and the will of God. Excuse me. You receive healing by God's grace and by his will. Psalms 103, a psalm of David. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. That verse 2 there says, speaks of the Lord's benefits. The greatest of the Lord's benefits is that he forgives our sins. He forgives our sins. But it also says, don't forget the others of the Lord's benefits. He heals all our diseases. Not some, not one, but all. Nothing is too hard for him. God heals them all. No illnesses 
are excluded from this great benefit. Whatever disease you or a loved one may have, it falls under God's promise to heal all your diseases. As in his grace and his will. So you may ask, is God still in the healing business? Is divine healing for today or just for the time when Jesus walked the earth? Can we expect to see miraculous healings these days in our modern, high-tech, knowledgeable world? The working of miracles, including divine healing, was not limited to the apostles. The promise of Jesus was to all believers who ask in his name. John 14, verses 12 through 14. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. He says, we can ask. God used deacons such as Philip to preach and heal in Acts 8, verses 5 through 7. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. Ananias was to bring healing to Saul. Acts 9, verses 12 through 18. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered. Here we go again. Excuse me. I knew it would come to that. I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done. Ananias is talking about Paul here. And all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. Verse 15. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road at, as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. Ananias was not one of the disciples. James 5.14, is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him. James was, was writing to Christian believers. He asked them if any of them were sick. It is a given of life in our fallen condition that our bodies on occasion tend to sicknesses and eventually they die. But notice this, it says to call on the elders of the church, not to call on the disciples. And this is a time when the disciples were about. It still said, call 
on the elders. You don't have to have a disciple pray for you. People came from all directions both to hear Jesus and to be healed. He never turned any away, but healed all varieties of sickness, diseases, deformities, defects, and injuries. Matthew 4, verses 23 and 24. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogue, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Christians serve a healing Savior, Jesus Christ. His heart, as in this, is for the people. The gospel records abound with illustrations of the healing miracles of Jesus among the masses. The men and women on the street, he preached and he taught. Yes, he did that. But he also healed every disease and sickness among the people. Let's repeat that so that you can understand me. He healed every disease and sickness. Christ's healing power is without limit. His healing touch is available to everyone. There is no illness beyond his ability to cure. He healed them all. So let's move on to the who. Who receives the healing? Those who come to Jesus. Those ill with various diseases. Those who are suffering severe pain. The demon possessed. Those having seizures. Those who were paralyzed. Don't hesitate to bring any healing to Jesus. Because in his ministry of healing, he demonstrated his ability and his willingness to heal every disease and sickness among the people. Matthew 14, verses 35 through 36. And when the men of that place had knowledge of Jesus, they sent out into all the country around about and brought unto him all that were diseased and brought him that they might only touch the hem of the garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. In Luke, we read such a story. Luke 8, 43 through 48. Now there was a woman, and we've all heard of this story. There was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. And though she had spent all that she had on physicians, no one could cure her. She came up behind Jesus and touched the fringe of his clothes, and immediately her hemorrhage stopped. Then Jesus asked, who touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds surround you and press in on you. But Jesus said, someone touched me, for I noticed that power had gone out from me. When the woman saw that the presence, or when the woman saw that someone, man, oh man, this a little closer so I can see it. Sorry. When the woman saw that she could not be remain hidden, hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She glared 
in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. He said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Now, this unnamed woman in this gospel story is a woman who has suffered for 12 years from a certain kind of bleeding. She has visited many doctors and healers, and none of them had been able to heal her. It seems that she was getting frantic, like she was acting out in a last-ditch effort. Her very presence in a large cloud, on a large crowd, would be frowned upon in this society because she was considered unclean. Her normal existence would often have been spent watching people skirt around her to avoid the possibility of contact. This is taking COVID to another store. No brushing or touching or sharing friendly gestures on the path. She lived in isolation and would have been known for her uncleanliness. Listen to that. She would have been known for her uncleanliness, yet she was there in the crowd. Our part is to reach out and touch Jesus for healing. Bring your six ones to Jesus. Encourage them by faith to reach out and touch him. Because then, as now, all who touched him were healed. Mark 1, verses 40 and 41. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing. Be clean. Again, leprosy meant that you were unclean. And you needed to stay away from people. And yet Jesus touched him. The leopard had it right for that time and place in asking if Jesus was willing. But for us, I would say, we know he is willing. We don't need to ask if you are willing. But rather, we need to build our faith for healing on Jesus. I am willing, he says. Remember this. I am willing, Jesus says. Jesus is willing to heal those who come to him in faith. Now, some of us think that we're unworthy, that we don't deserve it. But I'm going to read you from Isaiah 41, 14. Do not be afraid, you worm, Jacob, little Israel. Do not fear, for I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Listen to that. He called him a worm. And yet he said, you don't need to be afraid. I'll take care of you. You might be a worm, but I'm still going to take care of you. Don't be afraid, he says. He says it twice. Don't be afraid. Jesus healed again and again while he walked the earth. And he remains the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus still heals today. Jesus has entrusted the healing ministry to his church. That's you and me. The first apostles healed the sick. So did a large group of his disciples. And the Great Commission 
Jesus encouraged all believers to lay hands on the sick for healing. And there will be some in the churches whom the Holy Spirit will endow with a special gift of healing. We've all heard stories of those who had that gift of healing. In the late 1800s and early 1900s, there was such a person. His name was Smith Wigglesworth. He was a British evangelist, a faith healer, who was important in the early days of Pentecost. I think he was my kind of guy. He had humor, and he was rough around the edges. I can, I can agree with that. Now, people had asked him, tell us, how long do you pray every day? Well, he replied, I don't ever pray any longer than 20 minutes. And his audience said, what? They couldn't believe him. But after a few minutes, he said, yes, but I never go 20 minutes without praying. He was well known for his divine healing. In the early part of his ministry, he often said he punched the person he was healing right on the spot that needed healing. I would take it if you had a stomach problem, don't go see him. Either that, he must have had parents like mine. When my dad said he was laying on hands, it wasn't pretty. So that leaves us with where and when. And I say to you, why not here? Why not now? Matthew 18, 20. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Now, I've let, read a lot of Scripture this morning. But the basic things I want you to remember are who, what, where, when, how. Who? That's you and me as we bring it to Jesus. What? Divine healing of your mind, your body, and your soul. How? Through Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, a part of who he is. And the answer to my question earlier, is God still in the healing business? Yes. It is who God is, the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Again, I say, where and when? Why not here? Why not now? Could I have the worship team come back up? Biblical healing methods vary. They include healing prayer, laying on the hands, the spoken word, anointing with oil, praying by the elders, among many others. I believe today that God is here. There's more than three of us here. Two or three are gathered. We are gathered in his name. I believe he wants to heal people. But I don't think he just wants to heal sicknesses. I think there's some people that need healing in their relationships. I think there are some people that need healing from the hurts of what people have done to you. I think there's some people here that need the touch of God to show them where to go in their lives. Their minds are not where they are, where they need to be. They need to be touched. 
God is here today. And I believe he wants to touch people. Could I have the board members come up, please? Those that are here. Mind, body, and soul. Your soul is the first thing that needs to be healed. If you've never given your heart to Christ, that's the first step in healing. That's the first step that you need. Your mind and your body and your soul. These altars are going to be open. And these guys are going to pray for you. And I will be praying for you. But if you have a need, if you have a hurt, if you have a sickness, if you have a disease, if you have people that have promised you things and not done it, and you're still holding that, You need a touch from God. Come on up here. The altars are open. We will pray for you. We will pray. Every disease, every hurt, every sickness, whether it's from your mind or your body or your soul, God wants to heal it all. He doesn't want to do partial jobs. When I was growing up, I was definitely not a Christian. Some of you here have seen that side of me before I gave my heart to God. But he heals us, and he heals our minds. A renewing of the mind, a renewing of the body. As you come up here, and if you don't want to come up here to be prayed for, then come up and pray for these people. Come up and pray. These people need prayer, and we need to be the praying. If you sit there, pray for these people, please. 